chilling with Quillen. And the man's always out in the field or in a studio anchoring. And, uh, well, last night, uh, Curtis, this was uh, usually we're kind of are really ramping up on Friday nights. But last night had two big-time contests uh, from some of our local schools. How are you uh, this afternoon? Well rested after a, a late night coming home from uh, Round Rock. Got to sleep in a little bit today. Nice. Uh, I've got the I've got the anchoring duties. Uh, Matt Lively on assignment, uh, working on some stuff for us here at Six Sports, and then uh, Nicole Sheeran, the intrepid, uh, up yeah. in uh, Mansfield for us this evening with China Spring Cougars. And so uh, I'm energized, uh, looking to see just how many championship teams we have. Uh, championship bound teams we have in central texas with one that can clinch a spot at the high school level tonight and one that can clinch a spot at the uh collegiate level tomorrow yeah yeah it's gonna be uh it's go that's right umhb i mean you you are accounting for everything that's uh that's going on in central texas and uh i'm just thinking where we want to let's start with uh what happened with with crawford last night and i know you were in round rock and we'll speak to that uh what uh what uh, mart was able to pull off but boy crawford has had such an incredible season and i think we we both knew when we saw that nugget of uh breck chambers being hurt that man that is going and, and even when that before that happened they were already playing from behind in that game what did you uh was that mildly surprising result to you what what was your your take on uh on that loss from Crawford and of course 34-20 was the score of that game Um I wasn't really surprised I you can ask Matt and Nicole and they'll tell you that all week I was 50-50 on it um yeah. and then last night I want to say there was something about the Holly running back that I saw uh, a stat of the Holly running backs that I saw that I just kind of I gave them the edge in my head and I was like maybe they'll prove me wrong um, and they kept it, they kept it close. Like, you know, that's a two score game and, uh, Crawford had its opportunities down the stretch. And so, you know, that's one that some of the seniors would like to have back, but you have to look at it at, 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 in another perspective too. And like, they kept themselves in that game and had their chances at the end to win it. And they just didn't go their way. And so I'm not taking anything away from Crawford, a remarkable season for the pirates. Um, it comes just what? two plays, three plays short of Arlington. Um, and so that's just a really good Holly team that is kind of like looking in a mirror for, for Crawford, if you want to be honest. And so sometimes it just – sometimes the ball bounces that way. And that's that's just – that's football. That's sports. All right. And uh, this uh, this matchup where you were last night, and, boy, you were posted up there and uh, looked like that's always a uh, – uh, Round Rock, I think that place holds, what, about 15,000? There was a good crew that showed up for that game, it sounded like. Uh, what did um, – I mean, I and I think, you know, it, they were favored by around 21, I think, in that game. But, boy, they were, they were not taking any chances with their approach to that game, and they jumped on them immediately on Burton. What, uh, what, was your, what were your biggest takeaways uh, coming from that game? Well, the Dave Campbell's projection had Mart by 13. And okay. I, w- I thought that was a little generous for Burton, but I think some of that yeah. is that – and D- Greg Tepper will say that their computer projections, they they respect dominance. And there's just sometimes where Kevin Hoffman is uh, sportsmanlike and just kind of calls the dogs off, run the clock out. And uh, 
So I don't think that the computers are 100% reflective of what Mark truly is. Uh, that said, a nine-minute drive to start the game, and then you score within the first four plays of yours. And so very, very good uh, showing from the Mark offense. Uh, and then, you know, 41 nothing at one point, 41-14 the final. Look, man, that Mark team is likely the favorite against Albany in the state championship game. I need to go back and look uh, in, uh, in in my Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine from before the season, but I'd, I want to say that this might have been one one and two in the preseason 2A Division two rankings. And so, you know, we're getting a, we're getting a banger of a state championship game Wednesday night, uh, but Mark's offense just explosive, able to spread the ball all over the field. Uh, those two things alone kind of, that, that quick strike ability that it had because of those two things uh, is why this game ballooned so quickly uh, in favor of the Purple Panthers. Yeah, I think I was reading where the quarterback had accounted for 54 touchdowns going to that game or something insane like that. I was just looking at some of those numbers, and they were just uh, astounding. Now, um, China Spring – Getting ready to go in it. Nicole Sheeran, as you said, from Channel 6. Of course, we're talking to Curtis Quillen on Channel uh, Chillin' with Quillen. She is in place. And uh, Curtis is a different time today. Curtis, we had uh, Conference USA star quarterback Austin Awney on with us, the oldest player in college football. So we're really uh, we're really all over the place today, uh, as usual, by the way. I, that that works, uh, works a couple of different ways. Now, the China Spring, yeah, I know, I know that. As I said that, I thought that fit me pretty well. Uh, the uh, China Spring quarterback, Cash McCollum. I mean, you followed this guy. You know, kind of how he ended up there uh, with you know being in a coaching family. But I mean, when, when we're talking about Mister Texas football, and I was looking at sort of all the candidates for that, and of course, we'll be biased. But I thought that was interesting, or I'll be biased. I don't know about you. Um, and some of these players that are these quarterbacks that are mentioned, I mean, Jackson Arnold is, you know, that incredible player from Denton Geyer who can go, of course, anywhere he wants in the world. And I, I think uh, he's obviously committed. Austin Novosad from Dripping Springs coming to Baylor will be part of this uh, this incoming class that will be announced in December um, but I mean, McCollum, when you look at his numbers, uh, he's got a, he's got a pretty good shot at this thing, doesn't he? He does have a really good shot at this thing. Um, I think, I, I think it's comparable with what the people that, if you look at that list, you have to think are probably the three favorites in Arnold, Novosad and Ruben Owens. Um, I think yeah. it's up there. Uh, and so yeah, he, he moves to China spring with his dad taking a coaching job at China spring. Uh, he's guided China spring back to the semifinals after its roster just got decimated by graduation after winning a state championship last year, uh, lost the head coach, no issues. Um, and so there's a lot to point toward. Maybe McCollum has a shot, uh, to win it this year, but then, you know, ja uh, Jackson Arnold, the Denton Geyer is going to Oklahoma. Like you look at the talent that's on that, on that list of finalists, he's yeah. going to Oklahoma, Ruben Owens. Uh, was like the four-star running back in El Campo who flipped this week. And that was a huge story uh, in the recruiting world. Um, and Austin Novosad might have the best case in the state for it because 
you know, his senior year, he guides Dripping Springs to a regional final. Dripping, when's the last time Dripping Springs reached that level of those types of heights in football? It's been a while. And so there's there's a really good case to be made for all four of these of these guys to be Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Um, and I would be shocked if it – I mean, it, I don't envy the Dave Campbell staff because that is a tough job with all of the star-studded athletes in the sport, um, truly. And I'm not saying that to – like, I like Greg Tepper. I like Matt Stepp. And I like Ashley Pickle. Uh, but I'm not saying this to blow smoke up any of their butts. But that's a – that's a really tough job to try and narrow this awesome sport down to just 10 people to be a finalist and then try to pick one out of them. Um, I I was going to say, I wouldn't be shocked, but honestly it could be any one of those 10. And I just kind of nod my head and say, yeah, that makes sense. Cash McCollum is one of them. Is there anybody else you want to mention from Dave Campbell's? I mean, this, this really, they'll love this. If they get to listen to this, what about the uh, Mike Craven writes for them as, as well. And apparently they just hired somebody, to do like the smaller schools, they uh, a growing staff over there at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Talking to Curtis Quillen now, Curtis, I thought of you immediately. What a weird story with Spencer Sanders deciding oh, to leave Oklahoma State. First of all, I think there are a lot of us that maybe thought, my gosh, he had another year of eligibility. I mean, hasn't he been there forever? And part of it, of course, is he started his freshman season, I believe. So it has felt like, as an alum. And as someone that can kind of is in touch with that fan base, is there? You think there's part of that fan base that is kind of ready to move on from Spencer Sanders? Like, how much of a a shock to the system was this for Pokes fans to hear? You know, a guy that's been there forever uh, announce that he's going to be in the portal and go play somewhere else. I think you know there's been so there's been some scuttlebutt in college football that Spencer Sanders might go into the portal after. Um, injury plagued season didn't really go well uh, when after he got dinged up against Baylor, um, and so kind of interesting the way it happened. And I had you know a source in college football told me, hey, don't be surprised when Spencer Sanders goes into the portal in a, in a week or two. And they hit the nail on the head. He went in the next week, and uh, man, but that OSU roster is just getting pummeled by the transfer portal right now. The feeling is, after reading some of these transfer portal announcements that I've seen with Oklahoma State fans, is that it might the Cowboys might be forced to make a change at offensive coordinator in this offseason. And I don't know whether uh, Mike Gundy will do that. I don't know whether he should do that. That's not for me to decide. But that is some one of the things going around with these with this OSU fan base uh, because you have, and I talked about this on this week's Big 12 Breakdown, uh, which you can watch on 6+. Plus, um, Ollie Gordon was liking tweets earlier this week about the OS, uh, the lack of utilization of the run game in the OSU offense. And so I, it's, it's, it's been a rough week. Something, something is very clearly happening in Stillwater. Um, and so this is one of those things. Yeah. Spencer Sanders going into the portal is indicative of it, but his second string quarterback was uh, Garrett Rangel from Frisco and then um the third string is Mike Gundy's son so I think it might be one of those where OSU is just trying to you know start out and start the rebuild next year knowing that it might be a rough year and so they maybe they don't want to drag the seniors through it I don't know I'm not in on those conversations it's purely speculative but I think 
there's very clearly something happening in Stillwater that everyone in college football might need to keep an eye on as we go through it. Did you say Garrett Gunnell? Garrett Rango. Oh, Rango. Okay, because I was going to say there was a Gunnell that uh, was at UNT, and I was because I had been uh, preparing as I like to do for an interview, and I ran across his name. Now, um, and by the way, how about that great uh, nugget that uh, Phil? Uh, it, the whole, the whole thing with uh, the former Arkansas coach maybe going Bobby Petrino to uh, Texas A&M oh, as gosh. an offensive coordinator. Report goes out for Chris Hummer at 24-7 Sports earlier today. Now, do you think, and I was asking the Ags uh, earlier, my Ags listeners, do you think that's something that excites Aggies or they're just kind of shaking their head like what else can go wrong kind of thing? We got one of the most notorious names uh, of the past decade in college football, and he may be headed to College Station. If Bobby Petrino is the hire that pushes the Aggies off of energetic about some sort of uh, development like that, then there's something very wrong in College Station. I mean, this is a staff that has uh, DJ Durkin on it that has uh, uh, has a, more than a question mark or two on the staff. And yeah, so yeah. If, if that's – if that's the one that does it, then I don't know college. I don't know. Like I, I've never known an Aggie fan to see a hire like that and never think, Oh, this is what's going to win us the national championship. Um, but I, why <laughs> you're telling me you can't go find someone like Garrett Riley. I mean, all, all A&M is running is the power spread and you can't go find a young guy who can relate to your, you have to go after this guy. And yeah. so, you know, Bobby Petrino, and there's something to be said about second chances, and Bobby Petrino's done well with a second chance at, or a third chance or a fourth chance at Missouri State. But there's also, like, when you look at the baggage that comes with a coach, um, it's sometimes it's not always worth it, and sometimes it's just better to go find, you know, the young mind who has a fresher look at the game because the game is evolving and can relate better to your recruits and to your prospects. Um you know, I have a lot of my really close friends are A&M fans, so I hope it works out for them. Uh, that'll probably be the last time I talk about the the Petrino search, if uh, this part of the, the offensive coordinator search in College Station, uh, whether the Petrino part of it comes to fruition or not. But that's that, that, that's my thoughts on it anyway. All right, buddy. I know you've got a lot to get to, so I'm going to let you do it. I'll just sign off with this. China Spring, I was looking on social media earlier they did a nice bonfire earlier in the week, and uh, this is not. This is a pretty significant bonfire. The China Spring kids were out there doing that. So, uh, and I think I, I think Coach Beatty has settled in there, loves it there, and uh, so uh, we are. Uh, we are. I'm rooting for China Spring. I know you are too, because you want to continue to get to follow this team uh, into a state title matchup. Um, Curtis, thanks for doing this. I always appreciate it. Good to catch up. Good to catch up, Matt. Have a great weekend. Curtis Quillen uh, joining us on the Chillin' with Quillen. And next, we're going to do a little different time. We're going to do some Campus Confidential. 